Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Gobeski Wallace Report. My name is Charlie Wallace. And I'm Adam Gobeski. And please welcome our special guest, Paul Wilcox. It's great to be here. It's great great to be Paul Wilcox. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I always well, say. Well, maybe, maybe can... some celebrities will show up later, I guess. Oh, okay. Gonna... I mean... <laughs> Depends how well we can fill the time, I suppose. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what's up? Yeah, it's another one of those in-between Mary Marvel movie march episodes. <laughs> yeah. What we used to just call the regular episode. Right. (laughs) And finally, the pandemic's over, right? (laughs) I mean, I did hit full vaccination today, so as far as I can tell, yeah. I can lick doorknobs again. (laughs) So you're the two weeks after the second one? Yes. Yes, today is two weeks after shot two. Very nice. And uh, a great way to celebrate Cinco de Cuatro, as today is the day we record I don't remember how that works. I know what you're talking about, but... (laughs) It's a holiday to buy up all the Cinco de Mayo stuff so that the people who want to celebrate Cinco de Mayo can't get the supplies with which to do it. It's a spiteful (laughs) holiday. Oh, and not being on social media anymore means that if it weren't for one article I scrolled by on CNN, I wouldn't have known that it was May the 4th. Why are you looking at CNN? I don't know, because you can... Because you hate yourself? You can read headlines without having to actually read articles. Yeah, the headlines are tuned. Usually it's like, oh, that looks like an interesting article. Let me go and see if the New York Times has picked it up yet. <laughs> and read the article there. Because CNN will print it faster because they do less fact-checking. Yeah, exactly. They they, they get it to print early, you know. <laughs> If you go to places with a little more oversight, then you're you're gonna be waiting. That and uh, Mask Singer uh, spoilers. A lot of those. Wow, that must be rough for anyone who cares about that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I just I'm having trouble computing the phrase. <laughs> I, I watched like half an episode, I think, of that show, and I guess it was okay, but it was just like, eh. I don't think it was for me. Yeah, the biggest hurdle for sure for me is that Jenny McCarthy's there. But beyond that, my sister watched it. So we wa- last time we visited her, we watched quite a bit of the show. And it's like, oh, this is fun to like talk with people about and guess. And knowing that it's like the stupidest show that ever existed. Sometimes that's what you want. It is? Yeah. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes you want something on you don't want to think. Yeah, that's when I just go to Pluto TV and pull up the Star Trek channel. Or the Doctor Who take channel. I've heard about this Pluto TV. I need to, I need to get on board with it. Yep, it's live TV for the most part. So it's just whatever's airing, and you're just like, yep, I've seen enough Star Trek that I can just leave it on in the background and enjoy it and do other things. See, I, I find myself gravitating not towards you know the the B tier uh, streaming services, uh, but to the C tier, <laughs> such as Crackle or uh, Tubi. Mm. Uh, I haven't dipped my uh, toes into those yet. Tubi has like a lot of like really low budget '80s sci-fi smut, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) So direct to video, like women's prison in space kind of stuff. Oh, (laughs) so the Emmanuel series? No, I yeah, I don't. uh, I don't know that one. It sounds familiar, but I think I've only heard of it. 
never really well, done I've the investigation. Heard of it. I've never well, yeah, but yeah. seen it. I'm just aware <laughs> that that is a series that exists like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but even Netflix just came out with a, a shuffle feature, essentially. But I think it's, what is it, Play Something? Which I tried out. Oh. It's, this is like in the last week where, you know, you just tell it, like, on your home screen where you're picking out your profile. There's just an option underneath that just says, play something. And it'll just pick something out to play you. But isn't yeah, the vast majority of Netflix trash? Yeah. Well, it's real Russian it, roulette play in there. Does it try to tune it based on your recommend, like, it does. based on profile and stuff? So much so, in fact, that the first five things it tried to show me, I had already seen, but just not on Netflix. Oh. <laughs> so that was kind of frustrating. I'm like, nope. All right, next, next. And then it settled on some something that just came out with Anna Kendrick in space. Stowaway is what it was called. I don't really know anything about it, but it's entertaining enough. And it's like, you like things about space. I'm like, okay, I, I do. <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. So I wrapped some presents for Celeste while half watching that. And it was fine. I think I need to try that. It's my review Netflix. Feature. It was fine. Yeah. I, I think I clicked on it once and I was like, I can see why they tried to get me to watch this. <laughs> it's the revolutionary feature, which it's something like Pluto TV is in essence already using or, you know, television. Yeah, it's just television. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but it's watch something you don't watch watch something that you don't have a choice over from the beginning. Yes. Which at the is, moment, yeah. You know, I guess. There should be a feature where you just uh securely and privately you just watch what a random Netflix user is watching, including like <laughs> a screen share of their browsing. <laughs> <laughs> So you just want to spy on people? <laughs> yeah, but it, you know, it'd be a feature. You'd opt in. You'd be like, Hi, I'm in the... Wait, no, it wouldn't work if it was opt-in. Because then it'd just be like... It'd become like chat roulette for Netflix. <laughs> I was going to say. That's just what it sounded like. <laughs> they'd just try to find the worst like thing and have it play that scene like over and over again. Well, I just assumed it would be people exposing themselves to 90 day fiance or something (laughs) i would just assume that there would be a lower cost tier but you lose all the privacy oh yeah like someone can do watch exactly what you're watching but you can pay 2010 prices or whatever (laughs) and it would give you a little notification like (laughs) user x is is uh tuning in be like watching over your shoulder look how many viewers i got (laughs) by watching the office (laughs) is there a higher tier where you get to screw around with what they're watching (laughs) oh i like this like like you just splice in your own footage (laughs) no like you get to you get to pause it you get to rewind fast forward through stuff skip to the next episode oh speaking of the mass singer you could do what my sister does with a mass singer, which is that she'll watch the whole, th- like when she was watching with us, she, we would watch the whole episode. And then right when they were about to reveal, she would just tell us who the person was and skip to the next episode. <laughs> she genuinely thought that was the appropriate way to watch it. She's like, I don't know who would want to watch the reveal. I don't know. I'd learned something Jeez. about my sister. <laughs> and Car and I were like, what? No, <laughs> that is literally the worst thing you could do. <laughs> well, that's a, it's an interesting take on it, though. <laughs> Turns out JR is fine. It's a dream. Next. <laughs> <laughs> 
This is your platform. I love it. <laughs> it's like immunity to, I don't know, it shows like an immunity to the artificial drama of reality TV, but also while watching reality TV. You know? Oh man, you could have a feature that is like a blackout where like you black out someone's screen, right? As like a reveal is going to happen, like sound and audio drops for like a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, throw a buffering circle on there just to... <laughs> Just add multiple buffering circles, like just do 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 icons, <laughs> or like you know, emotes would be important. Just <laughs> you know, tilted sideways, like crying, laughing uh, <laughs> emojis, like that take up half the screen. Anytime something funny happens, you know, you you spam those emojis. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let the record show. I just did that in Skype. <laughs> with their react features so i really feel like we're just developing like a cinco streaming service because cinco is about helping you watch your friends watch tv (laughs) yeah Yeah, because the cinco version would only watch them (laughs) it would just tune into whatever like camera was nearby (laughs) i think this could be a viable product yeah, certainly in the Tim and Eric universe. <laughs> the nightmare universe. Of <laughs> You've got to get something that everyone just wants to see, like, you know, your own Game of Thrones. And then... Spaghetti. Yeah, just have people <laughs> people continually ruining the experience for everyone else. <laughs> so nobody can... <laughs> and every time you tune in, you just hope that somebody doesn't ruin it for you. They always do. <laughs> like, so Dark Souls, but TV. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm hearing being pitched. Streaming services. (laughs) There is no easy mode. It's a it's a tuned experience of frustration. It's like Dark Souls without the sense of accomplishment. I don't know. You might get a sense of accomplishment if you make it through an episode. (laughs) Guys, you gotta you gotta log in at three three fifteen in the morning. When most of the trolls have gone to bed. That's when the Russian ones get you. <laughs> but yeah, Adam. Yep. Most re- recently from you, I heard you were about to be about to be homeless. Did we not advance past that part of the story? We did, but that's the start of the story. We're starting at the beginning. <laughs> I could just do the reveal. You don't want <laughs> yeah, to. I understand. The reveal anyway. <laughs> and then just a blank, <laughs> just a big pause. Adam bought a house. There. <laughs> we didn't buy a house. Oh, you didn't? Do you rent a house? Yes. Ah, congrats. Buying a house is ludicrously expensive right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a, not a good market. Not a buyer's market. No. Yeah. yeah, like the house we're renting, we were like, oh, this is like a cute house. This is, you know, this is nice. It's not huge or anything, but it's nice. And then we're like, yeah, it's the market value apparently is currently like $350,000 for this house. And we were like, <laughs> oh, here what? You go. <laughs> Okay. There's definitely a calculus to uh, renting versus buying, and yeah, you made the right choice right now. All right, so I guess I should tell a little bit of the story for the benefit of posterity, if nothing else. Uh, our lease is up in this apartment in the uh, towards the end of May, and uh, we were like, oh, well, we should rent a house. So we started looking around for that, and we very quickly realized we would need help. So we had been driving past this place, this realtor that was like, we do rentals. 
And we we're like, all right. So we stopped in. She was like super nice and amazing. Highly would recommend her if you're in the Chandler, Arizona area. Her name was Serena with a C. Why? Just Greek, I think. Anyway, so she helped us out, but she was basically like, this is the rental market right now. It's crazy. Like, I've never seen it like this. It's a feeding frenzy is the way she described it. Houses would go on the market for rent and be immediately, like, snapped up by renters. The house that we ended up with made it into the coming soon uh, listings, which apparently isn't very common for rentals, but was for this one. And so, like, she happened to see that. And so we, like, immediately applied and all this stuff. And it was like, even though that had happened, we were still in competition with other people who had, like, had also applied. So the moral of the story is it's good to have excellent credit, I think. (laughs) I'm guessing that was a big part of it. Having basically no debt, uh, a long history of like paying on time. And uh, yeah, Brianne making lots of money, I'm sure helps too. So we did end up getting the house. uh, And then the landlord was like talking to us about how he's been doing it for like managing properties and stuff for over 40 years. And he'd never seen anything as crazy as this. From what it sounded like, it was a combination of the pandemic, which uh, building houses and selling houses both slowed way down, which meant that the prices for buying houses went way up because the, de- the supply was so low. And so that had uh, knock-on effects in the rental market because lots of people like us were like, well, we can't afford to buy, let's rent. Uh, and then apparently uh, the other thing that I heard was that people from California are moving to Arizona but still working remotely in California, Hmm. which means they make California wages, but live in Arizona where it's cheaper to live than California. And consequently, they can afford all these things that the people who live in Arizona can't really Ah. afford. So they're kind of crowding out the market that way. So yeah, it's great. But uh, we, we were able to sign the lease. So we're going to live there for at least a year. So yeah, it's a nice house. Uh, It's got a couple design quirks that we're still trying to figure out basically the living room is has a strange layout there's no really one obvious layout for everything to work properly so i actually have put paul on the case of like help me help us figure out how to lay this living room out properly like where things should go for some reason i don't know why there's a fireplace in an arizona house but who knows those cold desert nights (laughs) yeah you can freeze to death at them those desert nights but could get chilly for a time probably not inside the house too <laughs> well if you keep all the windows and doors open all night yes as one does yeah if you did <laughs> if you had the, one of those whole house fans like Lincoln, <laughs> you know the midwest <laughs> just drawing the freezing cold air in through all the windows yeah my parents house have one of those so does paul just have a lot of time to do this or is there something i don't know about paul that makes him well suited to figuring out the you layout know, actually, of a living I've been room wondering this myself <laughs> <laughs> well you know you, you look at paul's place and you're like oh this is laid out pretty well oh yeah man. i think i probably have about the best layout you could do in here given the things that i have and do yeah I play lots of video games. Part of my wish is that y'all would come over like in June and we could like figure this out. But suppose, suppose that's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we got to figure it out. Yeah. For me, I I have a wedding in June. Yeah. I guess uh, we'll have to to do virtual uh, Skype 
You know, if I could if I could get what the dimensions of your furniture would look like on that floor plan, assuming that floor plan is like properly to scale and everything, I'd just print it out and like make little cut cutouts and start shuffling them around. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just playing playing dress up, you know, like paper dolls with the floor plan. That one you sent me, I I could only really come up with two others. But a lot of it depends on how long the couch actually sort of is in the room. Yeah. Yeah. We're probably when we move the the big furniture in, which will probably be like the final set of stuff that gets moved. We'll just kind of place it and just try stuff out, I think. But uh, enough about about my move. I want to hear about Charlie's move. My move? Yeah. To? Your house. My house that I'm in right now. Like twelve years ago, <laughs> that move. Well, you never told us about it. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm intrigued. I'm now. way behind in like telling you about my personal life on this podcast. <laughs> Things are all out of order. <laughs> I'm I'm really confused on the lore. Of- well, I was gonna say, you know, owning a house is nice, but renting a house is how we got this house to begin with, and it was pretty awesome. It's no, like no, no, talk about the move. Oh, okay. Well. Kara and I were living in separate places. I was living on Palomino Lane, and she was living on... Oh, a Palomino! Yes! <laughs> I just think of that. Uh... <laughs> it's the bad doctor skin. The one with Dr. <laughs> Stephen. <laughs> Sorry. Please, please continue. Uh, I, it's... I don't remember much about moving in, except that we both did. We both made it. We both moved our individual stuff. Did you get the house together? Yes, we rented it together. Yes. Okay. This was our moving in together thing. And thank goodness we got it, because like the market was much better back then than it was now, but for renting houses, it was not particularly good. We almost got one that was basically in the shadow of a gigantic building. They got no, like it had a backyard that was just completely dead because they <laughs> built an apartment complex right next to it that blocked out all of the sun. You're you're just to the <laughs> to the north side of a high rise. <laughs> There's a spite fence around it, <laughs> and the landlord hadn't told the tenants that we were coming to view that house, and they were like putting away bongs and like hiding the weed and stuff <laughs> as we were coming in. And I'm like, I guess we shouldn't. Hold that against the house, but still. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's an omen. Why didn't you do something, house? <laughs> right, yeah, so no, we're super lucky. About your, your rental to purchasing. Oh, yeah. I mean, story. you've got a landlord that has to fix stuff. That's the main thing. Things can go wrong and you're not like, all right, now I better figure out how to fix that. Although I've been thinking about that with your maintenance history. You're actually in a much better position to fix random things around the house than i was when i first moved here so on the one hand that's true on the other hand it usually involves specialized tools that i don't have uh, yeah that's a problem yeah it's kind of like okay well, let's walk to the to the well-stocked shop right <laughs> or right. doing things to the place right. <laughs> There's a, yeah I or, a specific shape yeah i can go find it or make it over here or or needing to do something to the house that the, I'm not technically allowed to do according to the lease. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is always a problem. Oh, yeah. You got a landlord now, so. Yeah. I had to be an adult and order a fridge because it didn't come with a fridge. Whatever. But it has a 
where the fridge goes, there's like a, a water line just kind of sticking out. Mm-hmm. But the fridge I got doesn't have uh, the, uh, the water filter, ice maker, whatever mm-hmm. part of it. So I'm just like, I'm not sure how this water line is going to work. If I just push it to the back of the wall, does it work? Oh, uh, I see. It's like sticking maybe? out. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not sure how that problem's going to get solved. But were you able to get a refrigerator right now? We ordered one that took months during the pandemic. Uh, I ordered one, and they said it would uh, be available to be delivered on the 21st. Ah, so there you go. And I think at some point I have to also buy a washer and dryer because oh, yeah. it doesn't have that either. No, oh, okay. but. That seemed like the sort of thing that could wait until like maybe Memorial Day and see if there's any sales then. I don't know how washers and dryers are right now. Fridges have been horrible for a long time, but you may be right. Well, it probably helps that I got the unpopular kind of fridge. Ah, yes. The old school one that's just like freezer on top, fridge on the bottom. Yeah. Like if I'd wanted something fancy, like with the two doors or something, like side by side doors. Maybe that would have been, like, way harder. Yeah, I think efficiency-wise, at least from a thermal perspective, I think that design is a little more efficient. Than yeah. Once you add more doors or the cutout for the thing, or the freezer on bottom, because it's, like, yeah, it has to, like, push up that cold air from the freezer to cool your fridge. Right. As opposed to coming down from the top. I don't know how much of a difference that makes. <laughs> I watched some video about fridges a while ago. What's the advantage of the freezer on bottom? Like, why is that actually a thing people want? Uh, bec- I would say because your freezer is packed more tightly, usually. And so, like, sorting around and things. I don't know. I've had a lot of times where I've opened up the freezer and tried to get something out of it and just had a bunch of stuff fall off, fall out onto the floor. I feel like my life is spilling stacked up Jack's pizzas from the top. <laughs> <laughs> I want well, that time feels, back. <laughs> why does it always feel like a, a, you know, a freezer is like, I know it's not this way, but it feels like it's built with like a 15 degree, like incline on the bottom <laughs> shelf. <laughs> and it could be a grass is always greener sort of deal, Adam, where you just alternate every time you get a new fridge and like, I don't like the way this freezer is. Maybe the other one would be better. I just figure I'll always stick with the top freezer style and then I'll never know the alternative and so we'll never have to pine for it i'll just be like this is this is just how fridges work anyone who says (laughs) otherwise is wrong but yeah that was like a big piece of adulting and so before like we locked down the house there was definitely just like probably a week's worth of just like (laughs) basically just panic attacks from both of us just (laughs) alternating we're just like are we gonna be homeless what's the plan here (laughs) So the plan, by the way, was uh, rent a storage locker and then live at like her dad's or something. That's that's the emergency. <laughs> that was the that's emergency the, plan B. Yeah. No. Plan C is like, I got a bug out bag. <laughs> We're going pepper style. <laughs> so, or you could uh, store stuff at her dad's and live in the storage <laughs> facility. <laughs> yeah. Some of them say they're uh, climate controlled. Yeah. Oh, oh that's good. That's why. Gotta, that's where I keep do is my not be caught. In Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm fully vaccinated as of today. In theory, Woo-hoo. I mean, I guess it's possible they gave me a placebo since I didn't have a huge reaction to it. That's just as good. It gives you just as much yep. confidence. Mm-hmm. That's true. No, 
You don't have to suffer. But the important thing is that I beat Charlie in the symptoms game on both shots. So. Oh, yeah. No. Ooh. And that the only side effects I had was that the first shot, my arm hurt. And for the second shot, my arm hurt more and longer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember you always used to brag, too, about how you didn't need corrective lenses. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't. Yeah, I know. And no braces and cavities yet. Mm. Oh, you're all going to come at once. All those cavities. <laughs> it's going to catch up with you. That's how I sleep at night. <laughs> well, for us, just having Celeste, it's like, okay, well, Cara and I are both fully vaccinated, but she's not. So now we have to, we have to keep making these, like, what do we do or what do we not do decisions? I mean, everyone's like doing a that. Mask but... With your nose out of it. <laughs> right. Like, we're not worried about getting it, but she could get it and it probably wouldn't be bad, but we still don't want that to happen. Well, why don't you guys just trade off? Trade off the child with someone else? <laughs> no, no, no. Like, one of you goes out and raves on a night and the other stays home. And then the next night you switch. Well, yeah. I mean, we can do that. That's true. See? That's... Problem solved. <laughs> our quality time with our child is uh, just alternates. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, raves are important, too. <laughs> I guess. Daddy needs his rave time. I mean. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> when you're older, you'll understand. <laughs> Sounds like something Tony would have said. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Charlie? Yeah. I think it's time for you to sing a song about how Daddy needs his rave time. Oh, all right. <laughs> when a problem comes wrong, Sing a song about it. When I'm on the podcast, I have to sing a song about it. In the middle of a sentence, sing a song about it. Da na 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 na. Sing a song about it. Da na 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 na. Sing a song about it. There we go. In the style of. Uh, let's see. Should probably be something upbeat, like you'd hear at a rave. Help me out, Paul. <laughs> In the style of uh, right said Fred. Oh, we've done that. No, though, we yeah. did that. Oh, we did. Yeah. Okay. I never. There's so many these days. How can you keep up? <laughs> <laughs> Such a back catalog. What about Barbie Girl? Is that a rave song <laughs> by Aqua? It definitely would have been a club song. All right, club song. Sure, yeah. I would think. All right, so yeah. <laughs> Sing to the tune of Barbie Girl about how Daddy needs his rape. <laughs> <laughs> I sure do love you, and I love your mom too. But sometimes I need my own time. We can, I could stay right here and read you books all night. But I need some dance floor time. Daddy needs his rave time, even though it's bedtime. Let mom deal with you. <laughs> I'm going out all night. It's going to be a bright time. And when you wake up, I'll be in bed still. And then we'll switch off and do it again. Really, I would have assumed that you would have be just getting home while she's waking up. <laughs> That's the mark of a successful rape. Well, it's COVID times, so. Oh, that's fair. You got to compress your rave. Or uh, <laughs> claim that you're... Uh, your group meeting is a 9-11 memorial <laughs> fundraiser. 
That was the thing in New York a few days ago. <laughs> wow. Ooh. I did not hear that. A bunch of like house bands and like fans met. Maybe it was just hardcore. I'll have to find the story because I don't remember the details. Other than that, uh, like a lot of people had been there. Uh, a lot of bands had played and the permit had said something to the like it was a 9-11 memorial. <laughs> That, that that was how what they gotten the permit under. <laughs> oh, I think we've successfully segued into the just kidding with Charlie segment of the podcast. So I'm going to send you both something. And this definitely borders on, oh boy, isn't my kid so cute and smart? And that's like 90% what this is, but there is a point to it. So I'm going to send you a short video. And the point here is that Celeste came up with her first bit and again, like I, we did not show her how to do this. She just came up with this idea herself. And this is on her second birthday. Hey, Celeste, how old are you? I think you're two. You're two. One. You're two. Oh, one. One. <laughs> See, this is how I know she's a Wallace. <laughs> lying about her age i know <laughs> so mostly i wanted to throw out the uh question the floor is like what what are some good bits to do with a baby like okay she made up one peekaboo yeah it's a very classic bit i like it but i feel like we're past the hard part of raising a child now what because now now she can uh come up with entertaining stuff for us we've been putting a lot in and we're finally getting something out <laughs> what do they call it the set it and forget it twos the 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 easy breezy, <laughs> easy, twos. breezy twos. i'm trying to remember what what <laughs> trying to remember what they call being twos. <laughs> you know it's been so long since i've had to perform comically for a baby <laughs> sometimes i would do things that would just end up scary <laughs> well it could be a bit that involves them they don't have to Enjoy it. It could be for the amusement of others. And it's, it's it's opening up new possibilities here for fatherhood. I've got to take advantage. Well, so it seems like the obvious one is to teach her about vaudeville. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I think she would hold a cane. I think she definitely loves wearing hats. Accessories are really important in general. Prop comedy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you got to work out if, you know, is she going to be the singer? Is she going to do the dancing, like some some tap or some soft shoe? Is she going to tell jokes uh, or do magic tricks, acrobatics? She likes all of those and What things. are you going to do? Uh, I'm the handler. <laughs> no, no, no. You're on the stage as well. That's true. That's true. Car is the handler. You're on the stage. <laughs> Unless she wants to be on the stage. Well, but I assume it's you on the stage. Singing, clearly, would be part of it. Yeah, call and response type uh, songs. <laughs> you, know, you know, but Celeste could be like unpredictable, you know, in her responses. There's a lot, there's a lot of potential there. <laughs> yeah, I think you want to see the laugh lines coming from the baby. Although yeah, we could exactly. invert your expectations. I suppose <laughs> that's funny, right? Does the baby be the straight man? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if <laughs> who was that lady I saw you with last night. <laughs> That's where you have to supply the punchline. Oh, really. uh, that was an old lady. That was your mother. <laughs> and then she uh, makes like a 
shocked face at the audience and then it turns into a smile. Yeah. Actually, uh, one of Kara's nephews is hilarious because he does this like perfect exasperated like sigh to basically anything you say. <laughs> like he's just had enough of you. So you got to teach her that. <sighs> and he's like six. <laughs> he's been doing it since he was three. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, another thing that she did before this bit was that I, I looked it up. It's pretty common. It's like, we'll point to a squirrel or something or we see a squirrel. She will always say that it's a bunny and she will argue with us. And she knows what, like, she can name any other animal that you point out. And it's that one specifically. We try to correct her, and she refuses. She'll just start yelling, bunny, 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 bunny. And we're like, yeah, she's just having a go. <laughs> Sounds like you're a kid. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Sounds like the kid we deserve. <laughs> well, the kid you deserve. Yeah. <laughs> Don't always get the kid you want, but you get the kid you need, right? <laughs> I just look forward to like two years from now when Celeste hits the actually stage <laughs> <laughs> and just starts the well actually in you. <laughs> Celeste, it's time for bed. Well, actually, it's not. <laughs> oh, you, you can't you can't rebut that. <laughs> so Skip straight to actual. <laughs> well, so Brienne's friend's kid was in that stage for a while maybe he still is i don't know where he would do that so i would just respond with well technically it is (laughs) (laughs) and that just became an actually technically back and forth until (laughs) someone either brianne or her friend got sick of it (laughs) because it turns out i apparently have a lot more patience <laughs> I can do this all day. <laughs> yeah, it's it's easy to do that all day when you only have to do it for one day and not every day. <laughs> See, that's why you need to take every other day to rave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gotta rave it out. <laughs> Build that patience meter back up at the, <laughs> the raves. <laughs> Honey, have you seen my leather pants? It's my turn to rave. <laughs> Gotta bring the pacifier. Glow sticks. <laughs> glow stick bill is through the roof. This Celeste, you would have loved it. Pacifiers, glow sticks, dancing. Really just acting like a baby. I don't know why I insist on the the disposable ones. Just going through so many so many like old school glow sticks every week. <laughs> they have these LED ones that are pretty awesome, but <laughs> it's just not the same. Yeah, you can't drink the LED ones at the end of the night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every day is a rave when you when you're working glow stick goo through your digestive tract. <laughs> <laughs> just flipping on and off the lights in the bathroom. <laughs> so it's been a a little over a year since the the pandemic restrictions really took effect and in that time i have watched well let me phrase this properly i've sat down and watched a movie 200 times nice there's there some repeats is that yeah okay like when you're like watching logan at the beginning of the pandemic and then you get to logan in the march you're like well i'm watching logan again (laughs) i'm counting it yep Add one hash mark to the wall. 
<laughs> no, that's pretty impressive. I keep sending yeah. Charlie images of the of the movies, and he keeps ignoring me. I don't ignore. Well, okay, I ignore you. I don't ignore the images. <laughs> I look at all of them. All right, I guess that'll have to do. <laughs> but then it led to this question of like, so when does this social distancing movie log end? And I think I'm going to keep it going until I actually go see a movie in a theater. Oh, makes sense. That'll be like the last one. Good cap. Yeah. There's not a lot interesting to see in the theaters right now, but what are you thinking? I mean, you are fully vaccinated. Doesn't mean you can trust Mm -hmm. others, but. Right. So you still got to mask up in the theater. Yeah. But now I think you, I feel more comfortable going in the theater being fully vaccinated and masked up than I would have before. Yes. Yeah. I think I might wait until around my birthday, so another month or so. Uh, but that is when the new Edgar Wright movie is supposed to be out. Ooh, I want to see that one. Which is his documentary about Sparks. Nice. Which I'll be honest, if you had not told me about Sparks, I would not know who they were. But you still see it because it's Edgar Wright. I would, yes, probably. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, I listened to a lot of them because you recommended it. So now I'm much more well prepared. Well, you can thank Weird Al. Yeah, as I do every night before bed. Thanks, Al. Good night. Mm. Yeah, we. Uh, you missed it because you don't come hang out on Fridays anymore. But you missed where Tony tried to stump me on Weird Al songs, where he would just play like the opening of a Weird Al song. And I'd be like, is that such and such? And he'd be like, yep. <laughs> then he'd move on to the next one. And of the ones he chose, he did not stump me. Nice, because he's got hundreds, right? I'm sure. Yeah. That's pretty good. Some took a little longer than others. Like, I was like, what is this? Oh, it's such and such. But I always got there in the end. But I bring this up because uh, Weird Al, one of his style parodies is a Sparks parody. I don't remember if I've told this on the podcast or not. But the short version is one of his parodies is a parody of a, a Sparks style song. And when Nathan Rabin was doing his weird accordion to Al blog, that's now available as a book. You can buy it on Amazon. There you go, Nathan Rabin. I plugged your book for you. You're welcome. Uh, like I was like every song I would like learn about. I was like, oh, this one's a Sparks parody. I don't know who Sparks is. Let me. So, you know, so, so some of the bands like you like look on YouTube, you're like Tony. OK, what's the big Tony? OK, song. And then you listen to it. You're like, oh, OK. And so I did that for Sparks. And the big song was This Town Ain't Big Enough for Both of Us. And I listened to it and I was like, this sounds like new wavy almost. Like if you had told me this came out around like 1981, I would not have been surprised. But the fact that it came out in like 1973, 74, I was like, what is this? (laughs) And then listened to the whole album on YouTube and the whole album's kind of like that. And I was like, all right, you got me. I'm hooked. And then you find out like they keep switching up styles every few years. I'm just like, wow. All right. And it helps that they write like clever lyrics. Like they're not all just like romance stuff. And anything that is romantic tends to have like a twist to it. It definitely uh, sparked pleasure in my the nerd center of my brain. So my guess is that documentary, The Sparks Brothers, will be the movie that I see in theaters. Assuming something nice. somewhere in the Phoenix area, it is it'll be showing. Yeah, I guess, yeah, it's Edgar Wright, but it is sort of a maybe niche documentary, so who knows? Yeah, I think it got picked up by Focus Pictures, though, so maybe. Oh. Maybe limited release. Yeah, but 200 is pretty good. I'm always surprised, too. 
how many movies you watch that I'm like, oh, I've never heard of that. <laughs> but how many movies do I watch that you're like, oh, I've heard of that? Uh, probably about half. Well, no, your most recent one, like, well, the black hole I only heard of because you you had to make that joke. I guess the Captain's Wait, Paradise. Wait, you hadn't heard of the I black didn't... hole before then? No. Really? No. Were you alive in the 80s? I thought you were, but maybe you weren't. The black hole? Yeah. No. I, I told you so. Well, uh, yeah, but I didn't. Oh, you thought I was doing a bit? It. No, 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 no. I had... Well, the Captain's Paradise is Alec Guinness, early Alec Guinness. It's an Ewing comedy. So, if you had told me there was a sci-fi movie from the '80s called The Black Hole, I would have said, "Well, of course there was. There would have had to have been something called that, but I don't know what it is." It's Disney's first PG movie. Oh, oh, that's that's real, by the way. That's its claim to fame, probably. Yep. No. It's a big sci-fi epic, and it's so boring. <laughs> I remember that I watched it as a kid, but I don't remember anything about it. It was a long time ago. Yeah, I remember the beginning, the intro music, and the CGI-type stuff. Was there some CGI-looking type uh, classic like 80s special effects, early 80s special effects? I mean, I think it's, there might be like some hand-animated pseudo-computer stuff. Usually I'm pretty predisposed to like big epic sci-fi stuff, even if no one else likes it. But this one was just like, mm. and like the opening theme, once I realized that it was basically the same melody, every two bars, just repeating endlessly. Right. I, once I noticed it, I couldn't stop noticing it. And then occasionally like, oh, it would modulate up and then come back down. And I was just like, Oh, this is terrible. It's just like pounding into my brain. And there's and Star Wars came out like two years earlier, so it's got the cute robots uh, that are just like obnoxious, and you're just like, oh my gosh. And then it just does crazy things for like no explanation. Like, oh hey, uh on the robot outside, we've lost communication. Oh, that's okay. Let me use my ESP to contact him. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was just like, all right, I guess we're just rolling with this. <laughs> There's like a sequence where they're climbing around outside the spaceship without spacesuits on, and they're fine. It's just like being outside a building. All right, so we've talked about one of the 200 movies. And we've already done the Mary Marvel movie March stuff, so That's I'm right. sure we've got uh, probably only uh, 185 more. What's next? Do you want me to go backwards or forwards? <laughs> Random number generator. All right, All right, well, dealer's choice. Your, no, no, get your <laughs> random number generator. What do you got? Uh, do I still have that on here? I actually have You're it. on the internet. Oh, that's true. We all are on the internet. I don't know about you guys, but I ain't on no internet. You're on the information superhighway. <laughs> I can't seem to find any good information, though. From one to, like, oh, we'll say, well, the 200. One, yeah, 200. We'll do a couple of these. 91. 91. 91 is Monkey Business, the uh, Marx Brothers movie, where oh. they stow away on the boat to get to America. It's fun. I've seen it before. It was part of the uh, restored Marx Brothers Blu-ray set that my brother got me for my birthday. So, 19. Ooh, the inverse number. Uh, 19 was Thor The Dark World, so we've already discussed that. Oh, okay. Pass. 124. 124 is Kingsman the Secret Service, which we've talked about. <laughs> seven. Seven. Lucky seven. Uh, that's that's role models. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. Paul Rudd, oh. Sean William Scott movie. Which, oh, yeah. Uh, was both. Uh, what's it, it like hadn't aged well, but it also had aged well. It was kind of weird. <laughs> like, like some jokes just made you real uncomfortable. But the general like message of the story, I think, was still pretty good. And how they get Christopher Mintz plots to like embrace his true self and stuff and make him feel okay with that and help him out all that stuff like that stuff was nice so 108 108 that's big hero six we talked about <laughs> it wow. You're really good at picking these 183 183 is dr strange this <laughs> i really want the black hole to come up in the rng <laughs> uh 167 uh, that is Swing Time, the Fred Astaire, Ginger Rogers musical. That's the one where Fred uh, wears blackface, and you're like, whoa, okay. <laughs> Everything else was fine, yeah. but that kind of sticks out. It was a Criterion collection, so there was definitely discussion in the special features about that. There was a liner, <laughs> some liner notes. Yeah. A pop-up in the middle of the scene. A lot of you have to understand that they did things very differently in 1936 than they would now. <laughs> All right, two more. One fifty-four. One fifty-four is the last Starfighter. Ah, oh. the, uh, the, the science fiction nice. movie. I think the first one that really did have like majorly like all CG effects. That was a fun movie. Part of the uh, the small genre of movies related to video games, but not based on video games. So along with things like Tron and War Games, The Wizard. And finally, 109. The Women, the 1939 George Cukor directed film, uh, basically about a group of women. Uh, <laughs> well, they're like upper class and they're catty and stuff. It's notable for having zero male characters on screen. Oh, well, there you go. Hmm. Yeah, it's literally all women. It's like uh, Rosalind Russell's in it. Joan Crawford's in it. Norma Shearer's in it. So it was a good time. It's entertaining. So I know this is not true because you send me most of the movies, but it sounds like mostly Marvel stuff before 1940 and sci-fi. Uh, and role models. <laughs> the role models exception. <laughs> the Paul Rudd exception. <laughs> yeah, I do tend to watch a lot of the older stuff because I... I don't know. A lot of it was just like, oh, I've never seen this. Let me watch this. And that to me is more appealing with an older movie than a newer movie, I guess. I don't know. There's something more interesting to me about like, oh, I've never watched uh, Charlie Chaplin's The Great Dictator. Let me watch that. Right. As opposed to like, oh, I never watched funny people. You know, let's watch that. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't notice so much until you mentioned it, like on cinematic respect, whenever I would recommend something. You'd be like, these are all movies that have, like really recent movies. I sort of realized, like, yeah, that's basically what I like. There'll be a period of time during a year where I'll like start. I think it was like usually right after the Oscars, where I'm like, oh, I can just watch anything now because <laughs> I like to use the Oscars at least as like a an arbitrary way to be like, okay, well maybe I should watch this or that from the last year. But now I'm kind of getting in that period where I'm like, oh, I literally can watch anything or nothing. <laughs> I can play a video game. But yeah, like I've really noticed yeah. that after you mentioned it, I'm like, yeah, geez, I just feel not obligated, but like inclined to try to keep up with movies that have happened really recently. Ah, uh, 
Say, whereas I'm just like, oh, I should learn more about these movies that people have talked about that I've never gotten around to seeing. Which I love to do, and I just don't. I get there. Like, it's, it's right around this time of year. Yeah, it's the age-old debate, you know, catching up on the backlog or, or joining the current discourse. Right. <laughs> I run into that with video games constantly. Oh, that's, yeah. And, that's such a losing battle. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then every video game is like, you know... 12 to 60 hour experiences <laughs> so you have to be really judicious and that's what I, I realized i was trying to think i was like man i realize i have not watched hardly any movies during the pandemic. i've probably watched with the exception of the marvel movies you know probably watched fewer movies than ever during the hmm. pandemic yeah it just kicks you out of your habits yeah i used to actually watch a fair bit of like the movies that i would see would be in the theater yeah the problem here is that uh ross moved to texas so then it was just like all right well now we're just going to go to the see movies in the theater that i want to see exclusively and that's all superheroes basically (laughs) and the sparks brothers i guess yeah but superheroes of their own sort yes i presume that's what the movie is headed towards yeah most likely it makes the most sense (laughs) (laughs) well i guess that about wraps it up for another edition of the gobeski wallace report my name is charlie wallace and i'm adam gobeski and thanks to our friend paul wilcox it's been a pleasure thanks for having me and uh yeah we'll see uh yeah the pandemic will probably still be going probably still be we'll probably be watching marvel movies but yeah all right so send me out with a with a number oh yes dr google says 196. We probably even talked about that one. But 196. The black hole. <laughs> no, the black hole was 195. <laughs> 196 is Holiday, the Cary Grant, Catherine Hepburn comedy based on a play. It was fun. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the show. Make sure to check out GobeskiWallaceReport.com. We've got lots of exciting opportunities for you to entertain yourself there. Oh, I thought you were talking about job opportunities. The job opportunities we have don't pay, so they're really more of unpaid internships. And you can follow us on Twitter, at GW Report, and you can like us on Facebook. So if you're looking for an internship, talk to Charlie. An unpaid internship that gives no letter of recommendation. Just the satisfaction of a job well done. But you can stay at Charlie's house. Um... All right. Yeah, nothing in April, nothing in May, except I guess I entered the Captain America the Winter Soldier. Oh, and then apparently me and one day playing catch up. So maybe I did put things in. I just put them all in on the 28th of July. (laughs) The 28th of July, I watched more movies than is possible to watch in one day. (laughs) Nice. Well, only if you watch them sequentially. That's true. You can watch oh, them simultaneously. Yeah. yeah. That's what that wall of CRTs is for. <laughs> Normally it forms one image, but you, know, you can watch a lot of movies. So I watched Kiki's Delivery Service at the same time I watched Alien. <laughs> <laughs> I had weird dreams that night. <laughs> Kiki's delivering eggs directly <laughs> into my stomach. <laughs> Gigi with his with his head cut off and milk just flowing out of him. Kiki's <laughs> <laughs> delivery service, as interpreted by Junji Ito. I'd, I'd watch that. <laughs>